We the GamerCast is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri. And I want to thank everybody who supports us over there, especially our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, who wants you to know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month, Drew Agnew from the House of Mario podcast, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown from youtube.com slash GamingPurpleMonkey. Our platinum producers, Brian Scott, Dano and Trucker Sloth and all of our gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. Now, on to the show. Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever the hell you get your podcasts every single Monday, except for Patreon. Patrons get it first. They get it on Fridays. Thank you guys for being here, for subscribing, for telling your friend, for telling your mom, for telling your dad, for telling your sister, for telling your wife, for telling your husband, for telling your common-law housemate, for telling your whoever the hell else lives in your house. Thank you guys so much for telling the uh, person at the drive-thru. How about that? Normally... Some of you guys listen to the Xbox Drive. I do a drive-through bit there, whole thing. Tell the next time you guys are picking up a little coffee, tell them about We the Gamer Cast. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Some of you are doing that. Thank you guys so much. Holy crap! There's something happening in me today. Uh, I'll tell you what it is. I'm uh, I'm rested. I'm on the verge. I don't know. I don't even want to jinx it because last week I felt like utter garbage. I had a little. I had a little like tickle in my throat. I can't remember what show it was. Was it this show or the Pants Pod? Anyways, I was doing a podcast and I was like. Ooh, this kind of feels kind of great. This is like, I guess, I think it was this show. I was doing the scream really good. I felt kind of, kind of good. And it was like the next day, it was just like, no, that doesn't feel good at all. It felt, it, it felt terrible. Um, COVID test came out negative. So that is good. All the symptoms, all the, all the, all the garbage was there. Um, but it wasn't COVID. Thank God. So, uh, spent, what the hell day was it? Sunday, all day Sunday, um, in bed. I haven't done that in forever. I was just bedridden from, I was going to do Halo. That's how it worked. I was going to do Halo night on um, on Saturday night. Was going to stream it, and I was just like, "That's not that's not feeling so good." But I'm going to have to come back to the story in just a second because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week, I have sweet hangs with a stranger or friend from the internet, and we talk about life and games. And if you want to be on the show, or if you just want to send me a lovely little tweet, you can tweet at me at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. Okay, Saturday wasn't feeling so good. Had to had to bail on Halo. And I think I stayed in bed from, I, I put Lincoln to bed, maybe 7.30, 8 o'clock-ish. And then I was in bed until when I went to work this morning, <laughs> basically this, this, this Monday. Um, a full 24 hours, I had I had some crackers and I had some a couple drinks and that's basically it. Uh, it wasn't feeling so good at all, man. But I, I there's a positive to come out of this. The reason I'm telling, I didn't want to just like go, oh, woe is me, everybody gets sick. But I'm I'm telling you guys, I watched so much Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's crazy. I just went to town on this thing. I went like, okay, how much time do we got? And it was one after another after another. I went through on the Disney Plus app. And many of you guys have seen this. I'm sure it's the same for everybody. You go into like the Marvel section and there's all these different kind of ways that it's got the all the different playlists chopped up. You could do like phase one, phase two. Uh, you could do legacy movies. But there was the Marvel Cinematic Universe in timeline order. And let me just walk you through, guys. 
<laughs> what I did. I did uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, which I've seen before. Captain Marvel, which I've never seen before. Um, watched Iron Man. I skipped Iron Man 2 because, you know, uh, watched Thor for probably the first time all the way through. I'd always seen like bits and pieces. I watched Avengers. I watched <laughs> Thor Dark World. I watched Iron Man 3. I watched The Winter Soldier. I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think it was actually a couple nights before that, which actually kickstarted this. I had also watched uh, Avengers Age of Ultron and then Captain America Civil War. I have watched (laughs) so much comic book movies. I'm almost through like that entire timeline. I still I haven't seen Black Panther, I think is the only one that I have. And Thor Ragnarok are the only ones here that I haven't seen. Otherwise, it's just a lot of rewatching. And so couple of reasons that I wanted to talk to you guys about this. I I love movies and I haven't been able to watch movies or just get around to watching them in a long time. So I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the movies outside of like the sphere from when they were released, like in a way that like it's outside of all the hype and all the expectations and all that kind of crap. Uh, I just got to like sit back and enjoy the movies. I got to watch them in such close proximity to each other that I gained a new appreciation for some of the things you guys already know this. You all pay attention to this much closer than I do. Uh, but just like how, like how they feed into each other. Like, of course it's the whole, this, this, the ideas of the cinematic universe, but I just, to watch them like back to back to back, you just see like, Oh, and this is that guy. And this is the thing. And Oh, he turns out to be like part of Hydra, but here he is in the, in the, in the, in the first movie. It's, it was just, it was, it was super fun for me to watch in that way. I've, I don't know that I'll ever get a chance to do that again, or at least not in in uh, in the next little while. But um, then, sort of like serendipitously, this morning, as I'm recording this, Marvel does the whole the trailer. You guys have all seen this by now, but this whole like celebration on what was and now they look forward to what will be. And it's just one of those one of those signs. I'm going to talk to uh, to Brian about this in just a moment. Of course, Brian's got my guest here today, um, just talking a little bit about like you know, where you are in space and time and are you in the right place and what's nudging you in the right direction? What path are we on? Blah, blah, blah. But, uh, this I'm taking kind of like as a, I don't know, man, it's just a, a bit of a sign, I guess. Like just like a, just a little like wink or a nod, like everything's going to be okay. You know, like the, the, like the fact that I just, I wouldn't, I never have dove into movies to this degree and then have just the onslaught of from the trailer that happened this morning. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it. I feel like maybe there's something there. And at the very least, you know what, man, if this is what it takes for me to go like, as, as, take that as a sign to, to say that everything's going to be all right. Let me have it. All right. You know, <laughs> I hope everybody else kind of has that, whatever it is that kind of gives you that reassurance that everything's going to be all right, whether it's somebody telling you that, or you have some serendipitous or coincidental kind of things happening. Take it, man. Take it and run with it because life is hard. Life is hard. But I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, This is a slice of life type of episode that you were going to get into with with Brian Scott. BravesB underscore on Twitter. I hope you guys will follow him. And I hope you guys enjoyed last week's uh, conversation. A lot of people firing up wrestling podcasts, I think, after we chatted with Patrick Novosel last week. It was I'm having so much fun with this show. Um, Guys, before we get into it, I'll do the old Patreon pitch before we jump into it. Do the um, We did the credits, so to speak, at the start. But I just wanted to let you guys know that if you agree that video games bring people together, 
and you want to support what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri to power this community and support independent art and content. And for just $1 a month, you get early access, you get all the shows on one feed. But for $3, you get all of that plus exclusive content like the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons Podcast and a whole bunch of other perks. I hope you guys are enjoying it. The uh, Nintendo Drive is continuing on by the time this is released the next the second episode of the nintendo drive will be there it's exclusive to that three dollar tier and up so go check that out i'm having a blast with console kato on the nintendo drive so much stuff happening thanks to ever since we did the whole yumi capri live stream that whole day we we burst through all of our all of our tiers all of our goals so that means more content for you guys now i think that's probably all i wanted to regale with you guys for now because we're going to get into just a beautiful conversation. I had so much fun talking to Brian tonight, and and um, I hope he'll I hope he'll call back. <laughs> I think we'll I think we'll have to have him back on the show again. I hope you guys enjoy this. Follow him on Twitter, BravesB underscore. Let's talk to Brian Scott. I have not had this one before, so this is new. Um, I have a bunch of new ones in the fridge that uh, somebody sent to me. Actually, a Twitter friend. I'll get uh, out of sent, here. Sent a, sent a package um, to my wife and I uh, a week or so ago, and it had seventeen craft beers. Seventeen. Seventeen beers. What? Are, like seventeen <laughs> like types, and there's more. Like, does it round off to a normal number that you would expect when you're buying beer? Seventeen. You don't go for like a case of seventeen beers. Right, yeah. So I don't know the story and like why she had so many, um, but she, uh, I, I'm like terribly sick one day and I go home early from work, and um, I get this DM from her on Twitter saying, "Hey, you know, I've heard, you know, or I've seen your post lately that you know you and your wife are kind of having a tough time, and yeah, you know, we we were we were battling sicknesses and you know we were having toddler troubles and stuff like that. So um, she's like." I was part of this like beer swap thing and I have so many beers and so many leftovers <laughs> stuff I bought and stuff I received. And she's like, I have too much. Yeah. So I want to send you a care package. And, uh, so it was like super sweet. Um, and yeah, so this is, this is some of the, this is one of the, the cans. So we've kind of, you know, once every night or two been picking out something different that we haven't tried before. And, um, and enjoying those. So it's like the, it's just the spice of life, man. Like, I don't know what it is. It's uh you know, could you imagine growing up that we would be trying such a different beer all the time? Like, was it, did you have like a beer, like when you were like, you know, just the legal age, of course, nobody's, nobody's drinking underage. Uh, like, was there, was there like a, like a go-to that you had and now you kind of just do like drink almost anything? You try everything all the time now? I, yeah, I'm pretty willing to try most anything now. Yeah. Um, but when, when I became like of age to drink, uh, 21 here in the states is it different in canada is 18 it's well where i live it is 18 it's 19 in most provinces but yeah so really what that means is 15 year olds are drinking you know (laughs) like take whatever like the actual legal age is and you just like go three three years younger than that and that's when kids start to drink and yeah like kids start drinking early here (laughs) um yeah so like i had tasted dad's beer growing up you know like He's got a, like a Milwaukee's best in hand. And, and <laughs> I was going to ask what his dad drinking. Yeah, man, it's always going to be something like that. He's probably hoping that I'm going to sip it and hate it and never drink it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I remember sipping it and thinking, oh, you know, this is not too bad. Like, it must be I didn't, cold. 
Yeah. My dad yeah, my dad sure. will always like, yeah, have a sip of my beer. And it's like, it's the beer has been sitting out on the deck all day. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, have this. It's like, God, I can actually like even just talking about it. I can taste it in my mouth. <laughs> but, you know, funny thing is, like, I went all through adolescence, all through uh, college years, um, not drinking. Like, yeah. I didn't drink. I didn't drink a drop of anything. Like, it just wasn't. It wasn't on my radar. You like, know? were your friends wasn't... into it or anything? Like, was it around? No, no, no yeah. not really. That helps. Like, I just yeah, the sphere, the sphere I was around, like they, they just weren't drinkers either. Yeah. Um, or just if heroin. they were, like, it was, it was like, <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just, just black tar heroin. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't have time for beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I didn't pick up on that until probably three or four years after college and yeah you know i'm at a friend's house one day and we're working on my car we're replacing some parts and yeah um you know he's we go inside we're sweaty we're hot and he's just like hey man you want you want a cold one and i'm like uh sure why not had you had like vodka or anything like that where you did you go no no alcohol at all (laughs) no none but i have a funny story about like my first like real alcohol like hard (laughs) alcohol (laughs) this is something i almost (laughs) never talked to people about i don't know why i have a stupid story too yeah you go ahead though but um so good friend of mine um moved you know i'm on the east coast south carolina i grew up going to school with this this guy named jason and um we became really great friends and uh so much so that when he decided to move out to california um i helped him move you know we stayed in touch and so you know he and i got to take a a cross-country road trip out to california my dream that sounds awesome Uh, yeah, we we packed up his his Mitsubishi Montero Sport to the to the brim, you know, everything he owned, and we we left. This is this is a cool story. We left our city at twelve midnight. Yeah, one, and we drove twenty four straight hours. I guess twenty six if you count time zone changes. Sure, and landed in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in a day's worth Come of driving. Come on, man. And because there's like, there was nothing we wanted to see in the middle of the country. Like, right. Just, there, there was just n- n- nothing interesting there. Everything was past, you know, that point, mm-hmm. uh, past the Midwest. So, um, we wanted to get over there as fast as possible so we could kind of take a, a more leisurely drive and stop and see some things. So, you know, we, we stopped in Vegas one night and we stopped at the Grand Canyon the next day mm-hmm. and just kind of made our way over kind of slowly the the next couple days of driving um but uh anyway i i got a little sidetracked there my buddy jason (laughs) this had nothing to do with drinking (laughs) (laughs) well it gets us there all um, right because because my first like really hard alcohol drink came at his wedding and so he moved out there to be close to the girl he was dating he they met online and you know things got serious and he Mm -hmm. decided i'm i'm gonna take my life out there go to school out there and fin- finish out college and and uh and yeah so um fast forward a couple of years i find myself flying back out there to to be in his wedding i'm i'm one of his groomsmen and um so you know we're at this we're, we're in between the ceremony at this point where you know the, they they've already gotten married but you know they're taking the pictures mm-hmm. and it's the cocktail hour and there's open bar and Little me who, you know, drinks a, a cider or a beer every now and then, you know, is fine. But I have no clue what vodka tastes like. I have no clue what gin and rum and, you know, oh, anything yeah. else. I, I don't even know what they're like. So yeah. I, I don't have a clue what my preference is. <laughs> or your poison. Everybody's got it, the one. Exactly. It's just like, mm-hmm, stay away from it. Well, let me tell you, his groomsmen 
found my poison. <laughs> oh no, not a <laughs> that's a terrible name for that to happen. What was it? Um Long Island iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, okay, so this is a drink that looks like it's for like, you know, just a casual drink. This is like it's like seventeen different yes. alcohol <laughs> mixes in this thing. It's disastrous. Right. So I'm talking to the guys and I'm like, hey guys, I, I don't really drink. I have no idea what, what to try here. Did somebody recommend something good for me. And you know, they get that sly smirk on their face. They're like, ah, we got one. Oh <laughs> man. So they said, how about a Long Island iced tea? And I'm like, okay, I like iced tea. Sure. Sounds good. Yeah. And it's delicious. <laughs> very, very tasty. Little and do you I'm know. watching this bartender and mm-hmm. he's like, grab this bottle, grab this bottle, grab this it's bottle. It's like an ounce each bottle. too. I know. And I'm like, what am I getting myself into? And so, you know, I start sipping it and, and actually I'm like, whoa, this is, this is kind of tasty. Mm-hmm. Like it's sweet and you don't realize how much alcohol is actually in it because yeah. it's so, it's so uh, flavorful and, and sweet, like I said. And, um, so yeah, I, I sucked that thing down and then the room <laughs> was spinning. Like it was just like, I was on a merry-go-round. <laughs> Did you have to do a speech? Were you just a groomsman or were you, but you were, you were the best no, man? No, no, I wasn't the best man. I was, I was, uh, Thankfully, I didn't have any kind of speaking role, but, um, you know, that's, we spent the whole day together with, with him, the groom and the groomsmen. And so like leading up to it, you know, we're taking the groomsmen. Yeah. And so like, we're, we're at the bar at one point with the photographer and he buys us around the shots. And so, you know, I, I was primed already. We had, we had some champagne while we were getting dressed and we Mm -hmm. had, you know, and and all that and this and then it the kind of crescendoed at the at the uh <laughs> Long Island iced tea, you know, leading into the reception there was open bar still there and I had a couple of beers and the next morning I had to fly out home and I woke up just with a pounding uh, headache. Yeah. Thankfully thankfully I wasn't like I didn't get like sick sick, you know. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't hugging the toilet or anything, but um but I, I'll never forget that. That was a uh, that was a fun time. It's funny because it's like those things too. Anything that isn't beer, beer will like kind of self regulate, right? Where like you'll just get full. I think after a while, like unless you're really trying to like do some damage, you're, you're outwardly and overtly trying to get hammered drinking beers. Right. I feel like it kind of just naturally like I'm full. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough beer for now. Like before yeah, you can absolutely. really do anything crazy. But I kind of like, I don't know, man, like when, once it hits your lift, it's just so good. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> like if I had 17 in the house, like, I don't know if I just go like for one beer. Like, is that is that just a, is that an evening kind of ritual know. for you? Or is it like just whenever the mood strikes? Like, what's it? I know some it's, people just like at the end of the day, they just a couple glasses of wine. That's it. No, it's it's definitely more when the mood strikes me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not like I have to have it at the end of the day or else I'm, you know, I'm shaking or anything. It's, right. Of course. Um, it. it it's just something I enjoy, and usually when I have one, it's one, two at max, and yeah. then I'm done. Like you said, because you feel full after it's mm-hmm. unless you're drinking like the you know the Mick Ultras or the Bud Lights, and that which really don't they're just kind of like dirty water. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good if for I'm like you know drink, hot day that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. maybe if, if I'm gonna drink a beer, I want it to be a craft beer, something with some flavor. And um, mm-hmm. are you getting so, any good beers at the Ball Diamonds these days? Like, can you go get more than like a, a Bud Light? Can you actually get a good beer? You can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing against um, Bud Light, I guess. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna pay through the nose. You're you're gonna pay like sure, nine dollars a, a can. You know, at, at yeah. minimum. Yeah. Um, but you can. Uh, I but I haven't been to the Ball Diamond in a couple of years now. Unfortunately, couple of years really. Even I, I figured yeah. like over the last year, but just with, um, with kids and everything now too. And, and right. So yeah, the year before that, it was January 2019. My uh, daughter was born, mm-hmm. and you know. Th- First year parent, 
you know, we're trying to figure out just how to stay above water, you yeah, know, and, and there's, there's hardly any time for let's go out and enjoy ourselves and celebrate and drive three hours to the ball field. Cause you know, that's the closest one to us. That's oh, okay. the, the Braves, you know, where my, my name comes from Braves mm. beat. Um, so, you know, ever since I became a fan, like I, I became a fan when I was what, 12 years old, um, I had been going to games like every single year. Oh yeah. Every year. It's at least one game. In, that's a in, trek, man. For three hours, you got to go to a, go to a game that, I mean, you have to be a real fan. That's a, that's yeah. a whole event. Do you like stay overnight or do you come home afterwards? Is it a, like a day game or what? So when I was younger, um, my mom had some good friends down, excuse me, down in that area. Um, and we, they would offer their place to, for us to stay. So, oh, that's nice. you know, it, that made the trips, uh, affordable made them you know m- much more easy to do a couple mm-hmm. of a couple of times a year when we had a place to stay um as i got older and started going to games on my own it was more of um i don't have any money to stay in a hotel so mm-hmm. i'm going to sacrifice sleep and drive up there watch the game stay for three hours and then drive to three hours home and yeah. get get in at two thirty, three o'clock a.m you know and um you, you just sacrifice the sleep because you can, you know, you've yeah. got the time and the energy as, as an adolescent or, you know, early twenties. Yeah. Um, these days, you know, uh, with my wife, you know, we, we typically try to find like a nice Airbnb or, or something like that and just make a trip of it and, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy like brunch the next morning at, at somewhere that we've never been. And, and, uh, yeah. but yeah, so, so with, first year parent in 2019 we didn't get to go to a game um and then 2020 was exactly what it was you know and you know it just kind of ruined everything mm-hmm. uh for for everyone so um we didn't get to go then we're hoping maybe we can get back to the stadium this year you know our daughter's a little bit older i don't know that we would take her with us but she's a little bit easier to just kind of let go and maybe we can leave her at the grandparents and yeah um yeah you know, some somebody in the family that that can watch her so so maybe we can go and enjoy a weekend for ourselves well and especially if you're if you actually care about the outcome we took lincoln to a we took lincoln to a blue jays game when we were in toronto i think chelsea was maybe mm. seven months pregnant with with ellie yeah. um yeah we were there for a wedding and we just kind of like happened to go and just figured like however long lincoln can last like this will be this will be fine and we just he just sort of like sat on our lap for a little bit and i i, I was i was trying to remember the other day like i'm like i don't even remember who the heck they were playing that's how like into it we were i went and grabbed my hat i went a blue jays hat and uh it's it's amazing how like not into baseball i am and how many baseball hats i have because i just sure. keep going around these places but you're not like it's not like um the braves are in your hometown is it is it sort of like just this area thing like local sports team and area and everybody just around there kind of gets is, is fans yeah, so the Braves are an interesting subject. Uh, you know, when when it comes to people my age who grew up watching them, because you know, back when when I was a kid, the Braves were one of the only teams that was nationally televised. So, T- oh, okay. do you do you remember TBS? Yeah, of the, course, the Superstation. Mm-hmm. You know, they they had the exclusive rights to all the Braves games, and so that you know, being a major cable network. It was available, you know, nationwide. Right. Whereas most teams, they they're just broadcast on their local regional sports networks. Right. You know, so only if you're in that area do you get those channels to, to watch them. But, you know, the Braves were had had national eyes on them for for quite a number of years, and so it was easy to pick up on that. Then, you know, you could turn it to just 
regular old Fox back when you had tube TV and, and mm-hmm. antenna, you could turn it on, you know, the, the Fox network and, and see them on a Saturday. So it, that combined with, they are the closest team for us. So right. if we, if we were to go anywhere else, it would, it would be a minimum eight hour drive to, to see a different team. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of the culture down here. That's what other people follow so that's you know that's the the memorabilia you find in those stores you know mm-hmm. so it was it was just kind of a natural fit to sort of fan by, by default but you you mentioned sure. like a very specific age like you said 12 like what happened at 12 how did you get turned on to baseball and, and onto the Braves? well that that's when i started playing little league mm. so I, I didn't i didn't start as young as as a lot of kids do right. you know the, the ones who end up you know probably playing all through high school and and maybe even into college and beyond but um you know i i caught on to the sport a little bit later i had friends in uh, middle school who who played and it just rec league and um that you know i would go and hang out with them at their house you know on, on weekends and whatnot and we'd play catch and hit the ball around the field and whatnot and um you know they, eventually he was like hey why don't you play with us and so um i'm like well i'm not sure if i can um you know my parents were divorced and my mom mm. you know we lived with my mom and so she she did her best to put food on the table and a roof over our heads and it was yeah. like to to do extra stuff outside of her just trying to you know provide for us it was yeah. it was a little difficult to to say hey i want to do this sport or that sport that requires so much of their time you know how many of back you were there like, you have... I, it's just me and my brother yeah. Um, yeah so just two of us but um so you know i, I was hesitant because i was like i i just don't know if, if i could even make it to the practices and the games and and whatnot so um He's like, well, don't worry about that. You know, we'll figure it out. And and he talked to his dad. His dad was the coach of his team. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, they came back to me and said, well, what I can do, I get two freezes a year. And a freeze is like where he can say, I want this kid and this kid and nobody else can can select them, you know, during their their random draft or whatever they do. Um, And so he he said, I would use one of my freezes on on you so I can pick you up and take you to the games. Yeah. Yeah, so like that was like a super cool selfless act of, you know, I'm going to select this kid just so I can bring him, not mm-hmm. because he's he's the best, right? Cuz a lot of coaches are saying, I got two freezes, I'm going to pick the the best of the bunch while, right. you know, while I can. Um and I wasn't any good. I was first year, 12 <laughs> 12 years old, right? Like I, I I was decent, you know. I I had an acclimation for it. Um uh, just kind of a, a natural, I guess not definitely not a gift but you know i i picked up on it quickly and and i grew quickly um you know he he recognized me as as one of the most improved players over the course of a season um uh, once so were you were you more athletic or you more like brains about it um i i probably a mix of both sure yeah. you know like i i definitely i definitely picked up on the brains part of it like situational awareness right you know, knowing what base to throw to during, you know, various situations. But, um, yeah, I, I, I was fairly athletic back then too. You know, I was a little chunky, but I could run. Like I, I had a, I had a bit of speed. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely don't have that anymore. Uh, (laughs) but you and me both, um, but I just fell in love with the sport at that age and, and I started to consume it like as much as I possibly could. Mm -hmm. So every time the Braves were on TV, I was glued to the TV and I was trying to learn and get better. And, um, and yeah, that's just, I guess where my love was, was born from it. You know, a a friend inviting me and saying, Hey, why don't you play with us? And then, 
um, you know, his dad going out of the way to to make that a, a reality. What and, a what a memorable and totally life changing moment! Like I love the. If only we could have like the like a photo book of those moments in our lives where you go like that changed everything that like i don't even know if you need a book like you need maybe need like a page of maybe like maybe top five moments where just things change like just you telling me that story makes me want to like look down the street and go like okay what kid can i get into a sport you know what i mean like i I, i've talked about it a lot like i really believe in the power of team sport but i'm I'm also like opening my mind as well to non-team activities as well like i I have this weird feeling that lincoln's gonna whatever he's gonna be doing is gonna be not team i'm not sure why that is i just like skiing or whatever it is he's, he's talked about skiing quite a lot or some sort of like martial art but um sure. i i just i believe in that to such a huge huge degree and this is just another like what do you think you would have done if you didn't if that didn't happen like what would have happened to you do you think i i really have no idea like i don't know what other extracurricular thing i might have done i mean you know, I was already into video games at that point. So, sure, like, yeah. when when I'm at when I'm at home, you know, by myself, with nothing else to do, I'm playing Nintendo or Sega or Super Nintendo or, or some something like that. Mm-hmm. And and you know, but that was one of those things that helped pull me outside of the house, give me some exercise, give me some fresh air, and, yeah. and pull me away from the TV a little bit. And and um, you know, it was, it was a it, it was an awesome it was an awesome thing for you know multiple multiple reasons it, it it created a bond for my mom and I because she wasn't into sports really either mm-hmm. um you know before I started to play but as I started to play and she would come to the games it was just like natural for her to to want to know more and to cheer me on and, you know and so so that got her invested not only in the little league games but in the Braves as well yeah and so you know that that was like a special thing that we sh- we shared for a number of years where you know she would take me to a game and and so they actually surprised me like one of the times we went down to stay with her friend in in atlanta um you know it was a it was a rainy day it was it was um it it was just full cloud coverage uh, pouring kind of you know at times and and she was telling us that we're gonna go to the park we're gonna have a picnic and i'm like but it's raining like why (laughs) why are we gonna go have this and she's like well we just thought it would be nice, you know. We're here with our friends. We're we're gonna yeah. go have a take a walk and have a nice picnic, and and so we we go and we're like umbrellas and carrying you know our bags with some food in it, and and um, you know I was none the wiser, but their whole plan was they were taking me to the to my very first Braves game. Oh and it was my like, gosh! Like it was when we got there that it was like hitting me. It's like oh this park, this yeah. is the park we're going to. It's not a picnic, but. Um, and that place and so, is larger than life too. Like you're rolling up to it, just like eyes sure. out the window and everything. Right. Yeah. And that was what I was, I think 14, in my first game there. Yeah. Uh, and just, just been going to games ever since. So, um, That's so special. Holy cow. Yeah. What about, um, what about your brother? Was he into baseball too? Or is he more into video games? Did you guys get no. along? Um, no. So we, we are seven years apart. Oh, wow. So we ha- we had quite a bit of, I guess, age gap and, and interest difference during the, the younger years, you know, he's older than you. Uh, yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. Sorry. Um, he, he's older. And so he was into cars and going out with his buddies and sure. yeah. you know, girl, girlfriend before I, I could, you know, understand really why somebody would no like a girl. Kidding. <laughs> Seven years is like, that's a lifetime. It's a completely different, it, it might is. as well be a grown up. 
you know, at that point, for, <laughs> like it, for a I kid. Mean, you're, you're right. You're right. Because he, he, you know, he would talk about the places he's going with his friends and going to the pool hall and shooting, shooting pool. Yeah. And like, I'm looking up, like, I want to do these things too. And, and I want to tag along, but they don't want little, little brother tagging along. Mm. And, and I, of course I didn't get to go, but you know, um, and, and that's fine. I'm, you know, I'm not complaining about that. It's just, that's just the way it is with such a big age gap. So, yeah. um, but yeah, no, we had very different interests um, growing up. Uh, he 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 played a little bit of video games, but he he didn't latch on to them like I did. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like, like said, hard to just, believe to me sometimes when like especially boys. I don't know what it is, but it's like uh, like what else are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what else are you gonna do with your time? But I guess yeah, I guess some kids just want to like I don't know, what was he into like like motorbikes or cars? Or, or Most, cars. Mostly yeah. cars. Yeah. Like, fix, fixing up like he had an old honda crx and and he fixed Classic. it up to the nines yeah. um yeah he, he his love for that car gave me a love for that car yeah and it ended up being not my first car actually it was my second car but i, I had a i had a crx and, it, and i wanted one so bad because of you know him driving one and it, it being so awesome and mm-hmm. um you know uh, ended up selling that one and a few years later i got another and i drove that one till the the wheels nearly fell off. It was like 350,000 miles. As I had you do. On that. Oh, uh, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding either. Like, like that's what the odometer, it was right around the 350,000 mile mark. Miles, but, um, wow. uh, yeah. Anyway, he, so he was into cars. Like he, every yeah. waking minute he was outside, like washing it or waxing it or putting new rims on it. And, you know, just, he, he, he actually even started a car club, a local car club in our town with, with some of his buddies and they yeah. would go cruising like they had like the the name of their club on the the windshield you know you get the decals made and yeah man that sort of thing go cruise the strip with everyone and mm-hmm. um, did you guys ever like you know as kids that seven years is everything and then as you kind of get older seven years doesn't seem quite so like bobby was 10 right. years older than me and it was like who the yeah. hell even cares like did that right. gap ever close for you guys did you ever it did yeah it did, yeah. We're we're close now. Um, you know, we we relate on a lot of things, and our our interests are still very different. Like I'm I'm super geek and you know yeah. into everything, computers and technology and yeah. and video games, and and he's not in the slightest. But <laughs> you know, there there's our relationship has has really grown to new heights. You know, yeah. since probably my early to mid twenties. You know, what happened? It was, was it just you becoming an adult nothing. sort of thing? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah not, I think so. Yeah, I, I think both of us really. I think there was some maturity on both sides. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, I don't. I can't pinpoint like any any particular event that occurred that you know was like this was what brought us together. It just mm-hmm. it just kind of happened organically. What about with your parents and stuff? Was it you mainly grew up with your mom then? Like when you're when your parents split? Like what happened with your dad? Yeah, so I was I was I think seven years old when they split, um, and my dad, you know, he still lived nearby and he stayed in our lives. You know, we yeah. we went to see him every other weekend, yeah, uh, that sort of thing. And so, I mean, it it was it was definitely hard. It was definitely different. Um, I mean, it's honestly it's the hardest thing I ever went through in my my entire wow. life. Like. The, and just the long term, I mean, it, there's forever effects, mm-hmm. you know, on a, on a kid from from something like that. And, um, you know, it's it's probably helped shape me into the man that I am today. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, for better or worse. Uh, right. Exactly. You know, it's not not necessarily I'm glad that it happened. It's just like it's it's given me, I guess, a, a direction 
I know I want to go in or don't want to go in even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when my wife and I got married, we we told each other, look, divorce is not an option. Yeah, we're just we're just we're going to go through crap. We're not always going to agree. We're not always going to, you know, be on the same page. And, and there's going to be bouts and things that we have to work through. And we're going to we're going to work through it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just we're it's off the table. It's just not an option for us. Did she have a similar experience with her parents or she just understood sort of like what uh, it was like for you as a younger kid? No, she understood. Um, her home life was was a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say easier. Um, just different. But um, of course, yeah. You know her her parents. You know are still married today. In fact, they just had their thirty something anniversary. Wow. It it, it, oh. it just takes on a whole new thing. Like when you be, when you get married and you have kids. Like to, I want to ask you. Like, does it come kind of full circle a little bit with like you and your relationship with your dad? Does it change mm-hmm. things? Is it like? Like things are hard. Like this is the thing that I talk about a lot on this on this show mm-hmm. is like life is hard as hell, and I don't know that it, there's any way to really prepare anybody for like it's it's not like school. Like like stay in school because mm-hmm. it's nice, it's comfy there. It's like it's it's right. predictable and all those things, and you get out of it, and it's like yeah, like life is it's it's hard in a way that it's like hard. It hard seems like a lazy way to describe it. Hard hard doesn't really seem like yeah. the right word for it. But like, does, does do you do you have a, a better understanding, or do you come back around to um, like your relationship with your dad? Does it help things? Does it make things more difficult? Like how now that you're a parent, now that you're married, and you reflect and you build and maintain your relationship with your dad, like how do things? Where what direction do you go from here? Well, I you know, I don't. I don't know. Like I don't know the ins and outs of what happened. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I. Don't, and and at this point, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I would say the same thing. I'd be in the same boat as you. You know, it's that's that's the that's the far past at this point. And and I think digging any of that up would just just hurt. It wouldn't heal anything because mm-hmm. I think I've, for the most part, you know, I've healed and scarred over. Yeah. From from those pains already, and so I don't I don't really need to dig through that again. Yeah. Um. So so you know. That he said, she said stuff that I kind of heard growing up. That was some of the hardest parts of it because oh, it was like, you don't you you're hearing one story from one parent and another story from another parent, and you don't know which one's telling the truth, mm-hmm. but you know one of them isn't. Yeah, and or or it's either one of them's not telling the truth, or it's just so bad of a misunderstanding that they don't know they're not telling the truth, or mm-hmm. or that they're not conveying it, you know, in, in the most truthful way. Um, and so that was, you know, kind of hard at seven years to, to <laughs> parse and process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you just, at that, at that, at that age, you just want them to fix it. You just want them to, oh, to, to get back together. Right. Like yeah. you just, you just want mom and dad under the same roof again. And so, you know, after years of, you know, wishing that was going to be the case, but then it not. And you, you just kind of come to terms with it. And I guess if, for lack of better terms, it is what it is. And, and you just get used to the life of, well, I see dad every other weekend and mm. on, on various holidays, you know, you know, I might see him next Christmas while I'm, you know, with mom this Christmas and, you know, we might flop it around next oh, year, yeah. that sort of thing. And, um, and so, you know, I, I maintained, you know, what I think was a, a fairly good relationship with my dad through that yeah. time and, and still do. Um, I do feel like I missed out like on a lot of, um, 
father son moments, I sure. guess. Yeah. You know that that a kid wants that that a you know, young boy wishes he had with his dad. You know, learning basic male skills, right? Like sure. just using tools. And I, I see you never <laughs> learn how to shave. That's why the beard. That's why the beard I, grows exactly out. Exactly <laughs> right. Like I, nobody ever told me, so it yeah. just keeps going. <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, so it, my, my relationship is, 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 and has been good, you know, with, with everyone in my family. Um, I, I am of the mind of, uh, forgiveness first. Like if, if somebody hurts me, it's just like, you know, I, there, there's, so many reasons maybe they acted the way they did and, wow. and I don't understand it. Yeah. And, and I think, I don't know, I don't know. Forgiveness brings so much healing, at least in my experience. And so like when I feel wronged, you know, it, I don't, I don't necessarily forget, you know, cause I don't, I don't think that that's necessarily wise. I think it's wise to remember your experiences, but to be able to let it go, you know, I think yeah. brings a lot of healing and growth and maturity in a person. Um, and I think not only, you know, that kind of healing, I, I, forgiving somebody for, you know, wronging you not only brings healing to, to myself, but um, I think it can to them too. Like if they have time to sit and dwell on it and realize like, and, you know, I, I really, I really shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have said that. And he let it roll, you know, whereas somebody else might've fought me about it or, or whatever. Um, you know, I, I think it, it gives an opportunity of growth in the other person as well. What does it take for you to forgive someone? Is there like a, is there like, are, let me, let, I feel like I'll say just what I think, and then I'd love to know kind of your take on it too. Like, I think somebody should apologize. If I'm going to forgive somebody, I think that they should probably say, I'm sorry. And I know how Canadian that probably sure. sounds. So we're all trying to like be open to forgiveness perhaps, mm-hmm. but like, is that a condition for you? Or are you, if somebody is, you're just sort of like, somebody's done me wrong. I forgive it. And that it is what it is. Yeah. So it, you know, it's, it's nice to hear. Like it's absolutely, you know, if somebody is going to, if, if, if I'm going to make that choice to forgive that person and, 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 and that doesn't even have to be an outward expression. Like I don't have to go to that person and say, I forgive you. I absolve you. Yeah. Right. Right. Like that can just be an, an internal, you know, feeling of peace in myself, you know, of, of reckoning, you know, reconciliation within myself to say, you know what, I'm I'm not going to hold a grudge for that. And, um, so the apology, if if they come to that, you know, point, is nice. To me, it's not a requirement. Yeah, I'm gonna reflect on that quite a lot. Um, but I want to ask you, like, where does? Because you know, that's a it's a tough. As it's seven is a tough age, and you describe just the way it kind of like goes back and forth. There's, I think, there was maybe one or two of my friends growing up um, who had a similar kind of upbringing, and it's just it's got to be challenging. And for a lot of kids, they they don't adjust well and they they don't grow up to be well-adjusted people for whether it's that specific reason or for a variety of reasons you've grown up to be a well-adjusted person you're you're 
well in your marriage. You're you're a good dad. You're you're conscientious of your people of your friends and people close to you. You've cut forgiveness in your heart. Where trying. does that come from? Um, I mean, I've I've just had a a lot of good influences in my life growing up. I, I guess I've <laughs> I've had a lot of guardrails and shields around me to yeah. to kind of keep some of the the um darkness if you will at, at bay you know of, of just kind of taking over in, in my attitude and my outlook on things and mm-hmm. and um you know i i grew up going to church um and so like i think being in that atmosphere and around others who who thought that way and taught that way helped shape me in that way mm-hmm. to some degree um and so um you know th- that's that's been gosh since i was since we moved down down here we're, i'm i'm in south carolina um you can probably hear the slight twang in my voice <laughs> i wouldn't be able southern, to place it quite specifically the, to south carolina but yeah i have i have tried listen cuz i was born in bobby's state of new jersey oh get out of here oh but i love that but you wouldn't that. be able to tell that never. by the way i, by never, the way I talk like, i don't carry that i don't carry that um, because we, we moved down here when I was five years old. Yeah, that would do it. So that's like, probably as late really, as you could. Yeah. I'm, I'm from the South really. I yeah. Mean, I'm, I'm pretty much raised here. So, yeah. um, but about, I always told myself I'm, I'm going to try my best not to adopt the Southern drawl. Why? You know, that, I, that love like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about, you know, folks who, who have that at all. It's just, it was like I, I didn't want to sound that way. Sure. Know? Well, yeah. Uh, when you're used to, well, it's just different. And when you're used to, like, when you're whatever's around you at five years old, you're like, that's the way it's supposed to be. And yeah. And my my parents were mostly from up north. Like they they lived in several different states, but it's usually you know, like more northern states. So they 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 had like the northern accents when we moved down here, and it it's shifted you know over time as, as they spend decades down here. Um, so we moved. Yeah, we moved to South Carolina when I was five, and at that point, um, the house that that we moved to, it was like bike ride distance, you know, very short bike ride distance from a local church, and so yeah. it was just like, well, let's go check that out one day, and mm-hmm. and um, uh, it was really just my brother and I, like my my mom and dad weren't going to church or anything, um, but I think I think where it began, my brother met this girl that became his girlfriend, you know, down here. And she and her family were members at this church. So that kind of pulled him in. And then it was like, well, if your brother's going, you're going to go with him. And so, you know, parents would send me with my brother and and I would go to church with him every Sunday, and Wednesday. And, um, you know, just got plugged into youth group and and that sort of thing. So what did you um, think of it when you first started going? Like you weren't going to be doing anything else. You, You wouldn't have gone on your own. What would you, what were you thinking when you first kind of got introduced to it? Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I, I don't know that I had a natural desire just to go by myself. It was just a because I mean I'm I'm five, right? Like, I, right. I I pretty much just do what I'm told. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I I you know I end up going and and I guess I enjoy myself because I, I ended up staying. Yeah, and, sort of like Sunday school activities and stuff like that with some yeah yeah there's, stories there's, in there there's activities and then you know the the youth would play basketball after church or before church or whatever. And right. it was, it was close enough that we could gather there, you know, when they, when they weren't having any kind of service or meetings and, and play on the, the court and mm-hmm. shoot hoops and that sort of thing. So it was, it was a definitely a, a, 
a way to socialize with other, you know, kids who were also in the area that, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. So we were, we were still making friends. And actually that was, um, back to, uh, the story of the guy who picked me for the baseball team. Yeah. His son was, was part of that church as well. So I met him there and, you know, eventually we were in That's similar another picture that, your, your brother dating the girl, getting you pulled yep. into church, got you into this group with, you know, the kid whose dad would like pull you into baseball. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like there's just these like snap. Have you ever like looked back on it or is it only yeah. like really upon like reflecting on this? Cause I have them at the ready, dude. Like I've got like, you know, probably five moments where it's just like, boom, 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 boom. I'm married with two kids doing a podcast sure. or doing six podcasts a week or whatever the hell it is. Sure. It, it, it is interesting to think of, of like the origins of, of how, how everything kind of chained together to where you are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very possible I could be in the same place I am now. It's just a different route, you know? Right. Um, but, but yeah, it, it, it is very interesting. Um, is there anything my, that you ever wanted to get to that you never, like you, you just missed it or like you just, you said no, or so you just something you haven't gotten around to that you always wanted to. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I fully understand what you're asking. I don't know. Like for me, like I didn't, I never got into like, um, martial arts. I kind of wish I got into like martial arts, mm. or some, like a martial art of some sort. Like I see my, my, my good, my good friend, my best man at my wedding, um, got his black belt in Taekwondo. The kid was jacked mm-hmm. and like, he's just like, and he was so dedicated. I really admired his, his, his commitment to his, to his craft. And it was like, that just wasn't, I just wasn't even really aware that it could even hmm. be like that. Like I saw some kids sure. taking Taekwondo and stuff. And I think that would be, that'd be kind of fun. Like there's, I don't know. There's just, I guess like that you kind of answer my question. Like if it, if it's that foreign, like the concept of like, I, no, I don't even know, understand like the concept of almost like a regret or like something you might have wanted you. to get into. But. Um, I don't know. I, I might be able to speak on that. Um, as far as Taekwondo goes though, like I, I think it was asked of me once if I wanted to try karate and I'm like, uh, no, they get punched <laughs> in the face. Like, why do I want to go sign well, up and do that? Like, and I think uh, I had the similar sort of like, <laughs> like first reaction to it and just like totally steered clear of it. But it wasn't until mm-hmm. I saw like what his experience was and actually how it completely transformed him from sure. like this, you know, he wasn't very self-confident and then he just became, he just, he created an identity for himself. And mm-hmm. I just feel like that was so great for him. And that's why I kind of like doing this show too and learning about other people's experiences because there's mm-hmm. so many different paths that people take. So yeah, I sure. mean like there's a very particular, very um, hardwired path that it seemed like you can say like this happened and then this happened and then this happened. But was there ever like a, a choice you were like, mm, not that? Well, the, I guess back to the, the question on, is there something I, I never got to and maybe wish I had? Yeah. Um, you know, being that I started uh, Little League Baseball kind of late in my childhood, I don't think I quite had, you know, what it took to, to make it to high school ball. Right. But I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And and I, I really wanted to. But high school was so weird because, you know, you've, you're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to figure out who's your crowd, who's your people. Yeah. You've got you've got all these cliques of all different kinds and and what was pretty common in our school was like the, the popular kids and, and the jocks, so to speak. I, I mean, I don't, for lack of a better term, yeah. you know, they were the ones that made the football teams and the baseball teams. And, and, you know, they, you know, they played all the sports, you know, it was 
whenever the time came for the next sport, they were on that team too. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, my, my, my good friend who, who, uh, his name's Caleb, who, who got me into playing on, you know, his, his dad's team. Um, he kid was talented. Like he was good. He yeah. had been playing since he was, you know, four or five and, um, t-ball and coaches pitch and all that and and so he was really good like he was one of the best on our team he made the all-star team in in little league several several years in a row um and he tried out for the high school baseball team and got cut and i'm like he's he's one of your best people you know trying Mm -hmm. out out here and he's gonna get cut like there's no way there's no way I'm going to make it. Was it a skill-based cut? Like, was there something else going on? Did you discover, I like, he's beating people yeah, up behind like, the alley? <laughs> I, I have no idea, um, you know, why he was he was not selected for the high school team. But he he never was. Wow. And I'm thinking, if, if Caleb doesn't make it, I'm not making it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm not even going to try. Like, and, and that just turned me off from, from even, like, because I saw the same people, like I said, being in all of these sports. And it's like, they were all the the popular crowd and and right. i'm that was my view you know yeah back then which i don't think today like looking back i don't think that the coaches are like oh these are the cool kids i'm gonna pick them right like, there was they had their reasons <laughs> yeah yeah you for know, sure there was a reason caleb didn't make it and that's fine um but you know my skewed view at the moment i, I didn't understand and yeah uh, i just kind of kind of saw it for the at the shallow level that that i was seeing it and um so I didn't make that. And then, you know, that desire still continued as I went on to college. And, um, so I actually, I went to two colleges. I went to, um, a technical school first cause I had like zero drive, zero ambition to go to a four year or more school and, and get a undergrad degree or, sure. or pursue anything further than that. Like my, that just wasn't a thing that was really encouraged in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the first one to actually go to college and complete it and, and get a degree. So, you know, from my perspective, it was just like, well, if I can go to a technical school and just get a two year degree and start working, I, I feel like that's good enough for me. Like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I feel like those kids got a leg up on a lot of the other kids. Like my, like I, I remember I did the four, four year, it took me longer than four years mm-hmm. to get my degree, but I remember kids getting right. like their, whatever it was like their two year thing. And they're just mm-hmm. like off and working. I'm like, you guys are mm-hmm. so far ahead of like, uh, this is how I felt. And I still feel like in this, you get <laughs> such a jump start. Like you're working two years ahead of time, which means like more money, more experience. So by the time I'm walking out into the, you know, into uh-huh. the real world, it's like you guys and you have s- more debt. <laughs> so much more. Well, I was in my particular case, I was very, very lucky. My my parents sure. took half of everything that ever came our way, basically, from when we were like probably from the when we were born, sure. but I became a, acutely aware of it. I think mm-hmm. by about eight years old, we were delivering flyers and papers mm-hmm. and everything like that, and half of every check just into this account. So by the time I That's turned awesome. eighteen, it was yeah, I didn't really have to worry about like, it. Until care, I got taken care of, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, my parents had four kids, so they weren't gonna pay for school for uh-huh. all of us. So they just kinda they, 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 they definitely ahead. thought ahead. They <laughs> and and so like this is kind of like the I, I remember back to you, like my dad talking to me a lot about saving for school. And there there became a time, I think maybe like 14, 15, 16, where I'm like I'd much rather be spending my money on something else. Mm-hmm. And my dad's giving me some of the best advice he could possibly give in a super like nice way. He's not being like forceful about it. And I just didn't want to hear it. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I think back to um, kind of like what you were saying before about your maybe skewed perception of like what was going on. 
what do you think it could have taken? Is there a possibility that like you could have been enlightened in a way that it wasn't actually the way that you thought? Like as kids were so, at least I, I was so stubborn and I don't even know if I myself flash before my own eyes as like a seven, eight, nine year old kid. Like I'm you from the future. Do this, do this. Like, I don't know if I would have listened to myself. Like, are you, were you stubborn? Would you have been open to advice that you could have given yourself back if you could go back? Man, I don't know. That's that's a good question. Um, Cause it's hard for me to zoom out and see like the t- the ten thousand foot view. Sometimes, like yeah. I get I get very focused and zoomed in on you the nitty gritty details. Mm-hmm. That I don't know that I could have seen a bigger picture. Right. Maybe. Even maybe if it I was you. Have. Even if it was you right. saying I'm like you did the t- Terminator thing. Maybe you come with clothes. <laughs> you know, you appear in front of yourself. Like I'm telling uh-huh. you, this is the way it is. And you're like. No. Yeah. Like even um, to be able to understand like that there's, that there's a higher picture or a longer term, you know, I think that was the biggest thing for me, like with saving. I think I didn't understand. It just felt like school was never going to come. Like I was just always going to be in whatever it was like we call it junior high, but yeah, like junior high or Mm -hmm. high school or whatever. Um, so it's hard to, it's hard to lock down like a savings plan when you don't think that you're ever going to really need it. That's like, like 18. I'll never Mm -hmm. be 18. (laughs) Who cares about that? I want to buy pods, you know? Right. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I went through those two years, actually turned into three years to finish my degree. Cause I was, I was, I was taking classes at a slower pace than others. Mm -hmm. Um, I was, I was working a good bit at the time as well. Cause I had to, I had to pay for my own insurance and car and Mm -hmm. and fuel and everything, you know, spending money. It was like, I had to fund everything that I did. So it was like, I had to I had to spend a good chunk of time working. What did um, you do? What were you working? Uh, I worked at Pizza Hut. Yeah, I think we talked about this yes, the, that's right. That's the right. The other day with uh, <laughs> with our friend King King of Plebs. Yeah, we all, when uh, we discovered we all worked at pizza places. We exactly. Were like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I worked there from I guess age sixteen to twenty twenty one something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so like I'm I'm working and and put myself through through college and. Um, you know, that time passes really fast. Really does. It feels, it feels like at the beginning, like, oh my gosh, this is never, go- I, it, the end is so far away. Right. <laughs> is what it feels like. But then when the end gets there, you're like, where did that time go? And, Seriously. And, and I felt like in that moment, like I'm graduating now, but I don't necessarily feel ready for the workforce. Like I, yeah. I feel like I need more education. I need more experience. I felt like I was missing out on the the bigger college experience of going mm. to like a, a university. Yeah. Like I, speaking of po- possible regrets, like I was feeling that then. Yeah. And I was like, what can I do to right this ship, you know, now and not, not this be a for, forever regret. Right. So mm-hmm. I started looking into local um, universities that had like agreements with our technical school that could transfer at least some of the work that I've already put in right. and not like start all the, all the way over. Mm-hmm. And, and fortunately there was one, um, you know, a little less than an hour away. And, you know, I went and met with, with the, the Dean over there and gave him my transcript and said, this is what I've completed. And they were pretty gracious in accepting almost every single credit that wow. I took. Um, and so they, they were able to transfer me in as a junior into into university and um i was able to finish out a four-year degree there and and kind of get that bigger experience of 
on campus living, you know, mm-hmm. finally moving out of a parent's house for the first time. And that's when, you know, at, at that school, at technical school, we didn't have sports. You know, there, yeah. there's just, there's no time for that, um, for, for the type of students who go there. Um, and, and the, you know, university had a baseball team, had a basketball team, had, had all, you know, almost all the sports didn't have football. Um, but I, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, this might be my last chance to give another shot at baseball. Mm. Like I'm, I might. And, and I was like, I'm, I know I'm not going to make it, but if I could walk on to a tryout and say, I tried no doubt know, that, that would be satisfaction enough for me to say, I went and gave it, gave it an attempt Yeah, because I didn't even attempt for high school. It was just like, eh. and yeah. did you go for it? How'd it go? I planned to go for it yeah. and sh- soon after coming up with this great idea that I'm going to work out hard and I'm going to practice all winter and I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to, oh, no, you know, I'm going to sharpen my skills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, um, hanging out at the church with, with friends and we were, um, you know, longboarding in the parking lot. Uh, and I took a spill, um, I flew up in the air. Like I, I kind of like, I was trying to avoid this little divot in the asphalt and I caught the curb with one of the tires and I flew up in the air. I landed on my shoulder, dislocated my right arm, which oh, is my, God. that's my throwing arm. Uh-huh. And, you know, it wasn't my immediate thought, but you know, after, after getting it back in place and stuff, I kind of thought about, it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be able to throw a baseball come tryout time. Like my arm's just going to be so weak. Like that is so heartbreaking. This is, I'm like, well, I mean, it kind of is, but at the same time, like I looked at it as, well, this is an opportunity for me to do something different. And perhaps, Holy crap, man, that that's amazing. That's an amazing like, perspective to take. Well, I mean, because part of me knew when you get involved in sports, especially at the collegiate level, that's all you do. Yeah. And you know, I, decided I wanted to go back to school in part, not only for additional education and, and, you know, more learning, but in part to get some of that overall campus experience. And I was having to cram that into just two years since I was transferring in as a junior. So I was like, this really opens up my schedule to be a part of other clubs or organizations and to, to go out on the, you know, the quad for whatever movie night some group has planned and, and hang out instead of always being in the gym or always you know, being on the field and practice, practice, practice and, yeah. and travel, you know, to, to play games. And so it's like, you know, that opened up my, my time to, to, to do other things. So. Yeah. Like, did you ever think about if your arm healed like rookie of the year and you'd have like an elastic <laughs> band? <laughs> that would be amazing. That was uh, like the first thought that came to my mind. Like you're going to be like <laughs> throwing it to home plate from <laughs> From the bleachers <laughs> at 130 miles an hour. Exactly. <laughs> like, they could have, they could have just made him like pretty fast. Like it could have made like a pretty good, like 110, maybe. I don't know. Like 110 be pretty, like that's fast enough. <laughs> 120. Yeah, man. Oh, so like you knew, did you know instantly though that you were pretty injured? Like you knew something, something bad. Yeah. Like right in that moment. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly felt like it at the time. Yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't an injury that re- required like any kind of surgery. Like, oh, okay. I, 
I healed naturally from it. Um, do you still feel it? Do you feel in your old age? I do. Yeah, I do actually. And and that wasn't the only time I dislocated it. I ended up doing it a couple of years later mm. again at the church. <laughs> oh my god! You can't uh, can't go to the church, man. It's too dangerous to be at the church. <laughs> telling you what, man. Um, it's so funny. I can't even remember. Oh yeah, I do. I remember what happened the next time we were playing like this. Um, this game of volleyball, but it wasn't like a volleyball. It was this giant, like rubber ball filled with air, kind of like, kind of almost like a, like a medicine ball. Like you sit on it. Oh my God. Like it's heavy. You know yeah. Like it's, it's not this type of ball. Wasn't heavy. It, it wasn't a medicine ball. I'm not, I, that's probably a bad picture, but um, it was big like that. It had mass, mm-hmm. but you could, you could throw it up in the air. And, and if you hit it with two hands, you were probably all right. And if you, if you hit it, definitely like underhand. I, I know this Sounds is an like audio a podcast, ball. <laughs> and people can't see my my hand motions right now. But like, if you if you come under it and hit it, it's fine. Sure. But I did a stupid thing by jumping off the ground and trying to like smack overhand, like you're going to spike a volleyball. Mm-hmm. And that ball had more mass than my you know arm had. Yeah. Uh, it, it it beat my arm in the. <laughs> <laughs> my arm lost and it and it pushed my my arm back like so mm-hmm. far that it knocked it out of out of socket again yeah um doesn't take much so, afterwards right no like once, no it really doesn't do it it's the really first time. easy to do mm-hmm. um <laughs> i almost dislocated my left arm yesterday <laughs> what the heck take it easy i'm serious <laughs> what, it, what happened um so this one <laughs> i was attempting to rescue my child from danger um, well okay this is <laughs> This is okay. <laughs> yeah, this this wasn't me doing something athletic or stupid. Um, I was lifting. A, I was reaching for a beer. And it was just part, out of reach. <laughs> part of it is probably just me being old and out of shape now. Yeah, I um, know. everything hurts no, me. Like we were we were at Lowe's picking up a couple things, and um, I'm hand, holding hands with my daughter. She's two, mm-hmm. um, and so we're we're walking. We get back to the car. We're beside the car. I'm like trying to open the door to put bags in, and then get her door open and get her in the car seat. Well, as soon as I let go of her hand, she bolts. Okay. And she takes off for like where the cars are driving to park. They're what like the backing crap? out of car. They're backing out of parking spaces. They're driving, trying to find a parking spot. Mm-hmm. And, and like my, and so I shout her name and I'm like, Hey, stop. And, and I hear the worst sound. She giggled. Oh, uh, <laughs> which tells me she, she has no idea playing. how much danger she's in. No, she has none. She giggled and I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to keep going. And so, you know, I'm lunging after her. I, I run. She's already passed like our rear bumper into the lane of where cars are, are mm-hmm. could be driving. I can't tell because, you know, our car's tall. There's I can't I don't know if somebody's coming yet or not. I just have to run out there and try to grab You're her. You're playing real life Frogger with your daughter. I'm serious. Um, and so, like. As I'm lunging for her, my center of gravity falls forward, and I can't stop myself from running. Like my my legs just won't stop. I can't yeah. pull myself back, and and I end up diving headfirst into the pavement, like just skinning my knees. I the the way my my left arm hit the ground or something, it, it caused it to feel similar to when yeah. I dislocated my right right arm, and so I I thought it had come out of place, but thankfully it didn't. Um, and you know. In my falling, I had grabbed her as well and took her down with me. Now, so, in a good way or a terrible way? Like, was it, she hurt? Was it where, like, you save her? It scared me. Like, I didn't get yeah. the opportunity to roll, kind of kind of how you just gestured. Yeah. But, um, so when she went down, I actually saw her head hit the pavement. Oh, God. It's 
scared the life out of me, Sean. Let me tell you. Oh, um, I like I, it, it, the whole situation kind of put me into a daze, and it took me a second to come to. And you know, I, when I finally kind of realized what had happened, you know, my glasses had gone flying. They were across the parking lot. Um, but I look over and I'm expecting to see her like, you know, just bloodied and maybe yeah. missing teeth or something like that. And, and I look over and all she's doing is crying. Like there's no, no marks, there's nothing wrong with her face or her head and yeah. everything is fine. And like, I'm over here kind of writhing in pain. I've, I've, you know, skinned up my, my hand pretty good and, yeah. uh, feeling it, feeling it in my shoulder and my knees and, and, and I'm thinking it, it doesn't matter. Like she's fine. Like there's mm-hmm. no blood on her face. So it, that's all that matters in this yeah. moment. It just, it, I, let me tell you, man, kids are fast and <laughs> <laughs> they get a step on you, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was quite the scare, but thankfully, you know, she's, she's a hundred percent fine that she's got like the tiniest red mark on, on her forehead and, yeah. and that's it. Um, so that's, I would do it all again today if I had to. It's too bad. Too bad you can do like a flip or something. When you do it, like in your mind, like you're, you want to do like a heroic save or something, but in the end, you're yeah. just like, uh, my 37 year old dad bod was not having that. <laughs> seriously. The, honestly, and that's sort of like this thing that like motivate, I mean, not exactly that situation, but it's, it's, you know, we don't do anything. Like I've just been, I've been so aware of that lately that I just like, like literally like going for a walk is like, all right, like I did it. And it's like, no. <laughs> That's like bare minimum. Like you're just like, you feel accomplished by doing like kind of bare minimum type of stuff. And to the point where I'm like, man, I went for a walk and my knees are kind of feeling, it's like, this is, this is telling. These are the early signs that maybe I could pick it up a little bit. Cause yeah, you never know. You have to run after your kid or, or even just play with them. Honestly, like even just being active with them on just a normal day to day. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, we've, we've got to do something better here. Um, I, I feel like, the first year that they're alive, it's like you get somewhat of a pass because you're Big trying time. to figure, you're trying to figure it out yourself. It's survival yeah. mode. It's eat whatever you can find just to you know make to get yourself to the next bottle feeding and diaper yep. change. And um, but you know we're we're a couple years in. We've got some routines established and and yeah you know I I, I can't play that card you know her whole life forever at at some point at some point i gotta i gotta Mm -hmm. say all right it's it's time you gotta you gotta take care of yourself i remember when i was younger um you know just started getting into the workforce i I looked at all like the 35 40 45 year olds and they're all getting into like marathon running and cycling like crazy people i'm like what is with this age group they're just like super fit and it's like well their kids are a couple years old and they probably regret some of the like (laughs) the fitness choices they've been making which is exactly the point that i'm at in my life Mm -hmm. where i'm like i want it now i could now i get that perspective and i understand what all those crazy people were up to and it's they were kind of they were trying to get back in shape because they realized how you know how how far they'd fallen i guess Right. So it's interesting. Anyway, I wanted to talk to you um, before we close things. Out. What do you like? What are you playing, man? You have all the things. You I have, do. You have all of the. How the heck did you do? How'd you manage that? Uh, like, like you're talking about the new console. Yes, like the of course. And yes. The PS5. Yeah. Like, uh, the, Dude's got it in his bio. Like, haha. <laughs> no, no, no. That's definitely not I know, I coming know. from a place of pride. Of it's, it's more not. of trying to connect with people, right? Like, of that's, course. Um. I don't know how much time we have, but uh, it's it's actually through a hashtag on Twitter that I met my wife. Like, really, a hashtag, a hashtag. So, like, you know, I have you know, 
Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, or whatever hashtagged in my bio. Yeah, and and it's just a way to connect with people who like those things too. So, um, but was it baseball? Why do I feel like it was? Had... Yes, yeah. it, it was. It was the hashtag Braves, right? Yeah, like, just just trying to connect with with folks who who watch the sport too, because really that's what kind of elevated the Twitter platform for me. Like I didn't know what to use <laughs> it bet. for before I found a community of like-minded people to, to use it with. And so, right. you know, when I, when I found kind of the, the Braves Twitter sphere of, of Twitter, it was like, you know, they get on every night when the game starts and, and we, you know, talk about what's going on and we'd laugh and joke and make memes and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So that's what makes that sport so much more fun because it's oh, a social engage it's a mm-hmm. social engagement at the same time but yeah like you know just just by clicking on hashtag braves and, and seeing what people are posting like i ended up tweeting with uh what who, who is her best friend and you know her her and i got to following each other and just chatting about baseball and uh, and chatting about the braves and then you know one day she's like hey uh callie callie's my wife she was talking to her, uh callie and saying hey you, you should follow this guy he's he's funny he's cute yada 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 yeah he, he loves the braves he loves jesus and and like you should you should check him out and yeah. so like I, i'm very thankful that she you know told Kelly to do that because there's we another snapshot hit. man that's what i'm talking I'm about what yeah so like we super hit it off um immediately and and um it was probably four months later that we we met in person for the first time at at opening day like somebody on twitter had organized a, a twitter meetup you Come know at, like prior to the game in the parking lot, there was a big tailgate. And so we're like, are you going to go to that thing? I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's go to that thing. And, um, uh, so, so we met there at the, at the tailgate and I, I had tickets to go in to the stadium. She did not. In fact, she was going to college just, you know, 20 minute train ride away. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she, she lived in that area and went to games a lot, you know, herself. But, um, she wanted to make sure I wasn't some weird internet creep before, you know, committing <laughs> yeah. to a game. Rightfully, you so. obviously she's, had no concern for her. Like she's probably going to be fine, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I saw her picture. That's got to be her, right? exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've done your homework, <laughs> and so you know, she. We get there. We're, we're having a good time, um, laughing and, and whatnot. And so she's like, "All right, I'll go in and." and and buy it just a ticket at the gate and, and I'll, I'll go in and sit with them. So, so she actually got a ticket to that game. We, we went inside. There happened to be a seat open next to us, which she, she sat in. That wasn't the ticket she bought. She just bought whatever, you know, cheap ticket they would give her. Yeah. And there were, there happened to be a seat open next to us. So she, she sat with me and, and my two friends that I went with. Um, and, and ended up, I ended up driving her back to, to her, um, the sorority house that she lived in that night just so she didn't have to take train ride alone home and she trusted me enough at that point you know whether that was the right call or not you know after (laughs) one day of knowing a person but um you know there there was history you know we talked a lot you know online at least you know prior prior to this day and um so we we just hit it off from there and you know a month later she she found herself coming up from college to to spend a weekend with me you know in south carolina and and uh it just kind of snowballed from there so um Yay, Twitter, bringing people together. That is, un- and especially something as, you know, like there's there's like niche kind of hashtags where like it could, maybe just a small group of people. Like you could have mm-hmm. met any, like how many people are tweeting hashtag Braves? Like it's not even something sure. like, like like specifically to your area either. Yeah. Like, 
and and that's why that's why I call out like her her best friend who said, "Hey, you need to check this dude out because yeah. like I I may not have connected with her if she didn't take that step to say." Do There's this. all those forks in the road, man. Like if you didn't. It, what it if you didn't even together. know you, you didn't sign up for Twitter? You weren't using it for baseball. You didn't, <laughs> yeah. Start talking to her. What if the what if the seat next to you wasn't open? Like all those micro, whether you, they're your decisions or like other people making decisions that created those circumstances. Like, yeah. what do you what do you call like some people might say like the universe? Like, do you attribute that to anything? Do you, is it fate? Is it is it God? Is it like is it just the way things work out? Like, do you do you think about that sort of stuff? Yeah, and and I don't know exactly where I land on it. I mean, yeah. I, I I'm not somebody who thinks that like God has this one specific person designed just for you, and if you don't find them, then well, your love life's gonna mm-hmm. suck the rest of your life. Like I don't I don't think that's the way he he works. And so <laughs> if if I didn't pick up on maybe the nudges that he was giving me to to maybe take the path that maybe he wanted me to go yeah like i think i think he's got another path for me like yeah but there are nudges i like the way that you put that yeah um so whatever path i ended up on like i definitely feel like he was guiding me yeah just just as part of my you know part of my faith um so it's it's it is fun just to think about like all the pieces that that brought us to this point, you know, mm-hmm. to the point now where we've been married for six years. We have a two year old who's just, you know, the love of our lives. And, oh. um, you know, it's, I, I can't imagine life any different. Like, it's yeah. just it's incredible. Were you guys were you happy? I know that like whatever, happy, healthy, 10 fingers, 10 toes type of thing. How were you with a girl mm. as a firstborn? I, you know. I didn't really know what to expect, but I tell you, after having gone through these first two years, I almost want another. If we if we do another, really, yeah, <laughs> almost, like I would be super happy if we had another girl. Two girls, yeah. Um, she's she's just a sweetheart. She's she's a daddy's girl, except for tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tonight, but it's funny because they they do, you know they they have these these. I had a, I had a rough where, night, man. Where things are <laughs> Holy off, crap. Yeah. and and like I. Our routine is I read her two bed two books at bedtime, mm-hmm. and then I lay her down. Like that's that's her and I thing. Yeah, and you know I go I go to sit in the chair where we always sit and she, tell her to pick out two books, and she she pushes my leg and says good night, dad, dad, go away. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's time now. Mm-hmm. Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of Lincoln big time. That reminds me of especially okay. at that age too. Yeah. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah, Ellie is, um, she's back and forth. Sometimes it's all about me and other times, like tonight it was not even a little bit. Like mm. just, yeah, why don't you scream in my face even louder? It's awesome. Yeah, just it, super fun. Have, yeah, this is great. They don't mean it. It's not personal. No, I, of course not. Of course not. Of course. If anything, like sometimes I like to like to remove myself from the situation a little bit. I like to go like, that's an impressive scream. Like she's really just like giving like she's she's giving it every single like fiber in her body is into this like I'm gonna take it up another octave. Like she's going for it, dude. It's like, okay, all right, Ellie, I got it. Message message delivered. Except at the same yeah. time I don't really wanna like give in to the screen because that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation. Okay. But what so are I you I, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was I, I think I subverted your your uh direction you were taking it because well, you like, asked me because well, like, i see your 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 gamecube shirt and i love it. what does it actually say on the <clears throat> it's, 
it's hip to be square. Oh no! Oh, dude, I was just listening to um, the backlog busters. They were talking about that about the GameCube with their whole this like tournament a, thing. This is an Adam Leonard special. Special. Oh. He, he, he designed this. I got that from his his merch store. So very very nice. Sh- shouts to Adam Leonard. Yeah, no um, doubt. But yeah, I, I I like to play a little bit of everything. You know, yeah. I'm not I'm not stuck or married to a particular brand or platform. I just like games. So. You must choose. I don't think you're allowed to do that. I oh, think you have no. to defend like it games. with your life too. You have to I mean, choose. I mean, Xbox is my forever girl, but you know, oh, I, really? like Play- I like PlayStation too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I Xbox is is probably where I play most, and like if definitely, I mean, for sure, like for their exclusives the gears of wars the halos the forza horizons and Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing you know love it for that but um if there's any multi-console games too like it releases on you know both or all three platforms and my my preference at that point is well let me let me get it on xbox unless it makes sense to play it handheld on the couch yeah then i go for the switch yeah so really my playstation is just for like their top tier top shelf you know uh, their their exclusives, the the God of War, which is and, worth having for that. I mean, if like for that alone, mm-hmm. I mean, the Uncharted, um, gosh, some some of the most amazing games. Um, I I didn't get into PlayStation until pretty late. Like, um, I had a PS One way 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 back, you know, um, but I did not I did not have a PS Two, I did not have a PS Three, mm-hmm. I didn't have a PS Four until really late in its life cycle. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, um, probably like late 2018 something like that i got i got you're just fine with xbox one or distracted with other stuff or nintendo that that and you know it it just wasn't easy to to keep up with it all because that's why i haven't got a playstation 5 like i don't know that even if i were to try and get one i don't know that i would be able to reliably just go get one but like i've made sort of like this choice of like simplifying my life with one fewer console seems Mm -hmm. awesome to me and i'm kind of enjoying it Mm -hmm. but at the same time And actually, just this past weekend is a good example. It's like, I'm, I get why people buy PlayStation. I'm not here to go, you shouldn't buy PlayStation. I totally get why people buy PlayStation. Like, sure. Returnal looks awesome, and Ratchet, like, upcoming, looks incredible. Oh, and the launch lineup yes. they had for PS5 was, was great. So, absolutely, it's this very interesting thing that happens when you start an Xbox podcast, or even just a console-specific <laughs> podcast. I was talking yeah. to you, I, th- I think I've talked to Donnie about this as well. It's like, I have more DualShock 4s in the house than any other controller. Like, almost as many as Joy-Cons, and they come in pairs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we have so many PlayStation and PlayStation accessories and stuff, and it's just, mm-hmm. I just podcast about, you know, it's this, it's this thing about, like, what is your public persona, which I th- feel like I'm pretty open like i'm pretty wide open really mm-hmm. but still there's you can't podcast about every moment of your of your life otherwise yeah. you're, you're you're split pretty much 50 50 but yeah there's playstation stuff that happens here sure sure so but it's a choice of because i because i podcast about xbox like then i it's kind of a default and they sent me one too so there's there's that but right, right, right. i think i think it's gonna be i don't know man i just want to i want to i want it slimmer that's the only thing. That's the only thing I will it say is. about the place. It's, it is. It is. It is gigantic. Yeah. yeah what do you have it like in a sure. shed outside, and you wired in in, in through the outside? <laughs> like you, just... <laughs> um, I, you have so an enclosure. I I have um, my Series X on top of the entertainment center, and it is it is standing vertical. Mm-hmm. And vertical. it fits. I have my TV mounted above the the entertainment center as well, but there's enough clearance under the bottom of the TV 
and the bottom or the I guess the top of the entertainment center for the Series X to fit upright there mm-hmm. and not like overlap the TV at all. Um, but the PS5, I was hoping that I could do the same thing with, and it it doesn't. When I stand it up, it's it's just like a half an inch overlapping the TV screen, and that's Golly. gonna you know bug the crap out of me so i actually have a cubby in the entertainment center that's just wide enough for it and i have it in there laying sideways so oh my gosh i can't wait for a slim version to come out and it'll be it'll be obviously like years until that even happens but Uh just and i hope that's the case too because i i don't know I, i i typically really like the slims i think the yeah i think the ps4 was one of the first ones that i didn't love because i thought that like the original ps4 just looked perfect it was like one of the best design consoles I think I remember seeing and probably yeah. at, at least at that point and even now I think it still holds up um, I yeah. love the look of the one X um, and even like the one S I think once Phil took over for Xbox mm-hmm. the console started to look a little bit better but I remember seeing that PS4 and like it doesn't get any better than that I felt right. like that was the best the PS3 uh, slim was good PS2 slim looked like how the heck did they get it that small it looked like a toy right like, just impossibly smaller so I, yeah, I could I could wait I can wait for now and then just get a smaller sure. PlayStation eventually. And, and if you if you wait, you have the benefit of you know other color options or special editions that maybe speak to you a little bit more than than the plain chains that mm-hmm. that they originally released because this is the first um, generation that I've ever jumped in like day one on a console. I've oh, I ne- love it. I've never been that guy, and mm-hmm. and now here I am with with both of them. It's and, a special but, moment. But I'm telling you, this fall when halo releases and they have a halo infinite oh i'm gonna wish i had that one and i'm not <laughs> oh a special edition yeah oh my gosh dude yeah. i always get i always get taken by those moments where i'm like i think i'll probably just end up trading mine in honestly and just go buy sure. whatever whatever however far that gets me towards the yeah. the next one and i always find that i end up buying like the opposite so playstation launched with a with a black console and then a year later there was like the glacier white destiny ps4 and i'm like a white one that's gorgeous i want that one and then ps5 of course launches with a white and i'm like mm, i kind of want it in black you know like i right, see right, i see a couple right. people with like their different whatever the, i don't even know what, what that like the Color panels that they're buying yeah yeah and i think that looks so slick just like just with the black but i i wanted the it white does. ps4 i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know if i'm being contrarian about it or if it's just different designs look better in different colors i like to think yeah. that that's the case but sure i love it are you are you able to play like what is your gaming habits right now like are you able to get to stuff that you want to um not as quickly as i would like to i mean yeah. obviously you know home life comes first you know sure. sp- spending time with with the kid and, and with my wife you know those things trump my, my gaming time but um i typically get most of my gaming in after my wife goes to bed and she's she's the type that likes to go to bed early she's she's usually headed down to bed around 9 30 10 o'clock like if, if she's feeling crazy yeah um and so after that let's <laughs> get up stay up till 10 <laughs> exactly um <clears throat> and i've always been a little bit of a night owl and yeah. and can survive and perform do pr- uh, pr- pretty well on little sleep you know six hours is pretty good for me yeah i can function on four um and so like (laughs) and so like you know my time tends to come between you know 10 and midnight 10 and one 
sometimes yeah. too. Uh, I think this is two weeks in a row. I'm going to be talked into having like a late night of gaming and be regretting it tomorrow morning because I got I got to get up early for yeah. get some stuff done. But oh goodness, it, it doesn't happen every night. But and and there's there's other times where that lack of sleep catches up with me, and I'll you know I'll fall asleep an hour into playing something and wake up at one o'clock with my game paused, and you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like okay, I didn't make any progress tonight. Chin on the chest, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, sweet, man. Well, I have had, I can't believe I'm looking at the time here. Like we're, we went, we went there, man. Um, do you want people to find you on the internet? Do you want to tell people where they can catch sure, up with you on yeah. Twitter? I mean, and- I, you know, I, I don't, I don't do anything. I don't have like a podcast or anything to promote. I, I pretty much just hang out on Twitter and, and some of the discords um, that I'm in, you know, via the, the various podcasts that I listen to. But um, basically I'm, I'm Bravesbee underscore on Twitter. So I love people it, can man. find me there. Well, you wouldn't know that you didn't have a podcast because you're you're a natural. I love I just oh, love you. natural conversationalist, man. I think you should do this more often. Um, I want to have you back on because as um, same thing as as last week. Like I just uh, with Patrick. Like I've got I've I've got notes that I was going to ask you about stuff. We didn't get to any of it. I. Which is a good thing. So, you know, and the last time I did this, I told somebody, I'm like, I had all these things I wanted to talk to you about. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, this is a good thing. That was a, that was a great, like, I just, <laughs> I had so much fun chatting with you about everything. Yeah, we, we took I a, guess, like, the, the um, thing you might dread the most as an interview as kind of like an interviewer type of a podcast is, is running out of things to talk about. Right. Like, yeah, if, it if almost, but it's never happened. Silences. You know, like I had, I think I had like one person and it was actually somebody who, who asked this is way, way back in the days. Like this is, I think like, I think it was like my 15th or 20th episode, like really, really early on. It was a, it was an indie developer who wanted, who asked to come on to kind of promote his game. Right, mm-hmm. it was one of the worst conversations. I think I, I'll I, never I forget it. Me. Yeah, I remember that story. Oh man, so uh, so yeah, that has never really escaped me. I've never really had that experience ever again. But yeah, I don't know. It sort of it just kind of depends on what people are open to talking about. So I just appreciate sure. you being open to talk about what we talked about tonight, man. Absolutely, anytime. be thinking about that one for quite some time i gotta tell you guys the last couple of weeks it just felt really good and i just want to say thank you for really from the bottom of my heart totally like unscripted i just sometimes i come into these outros i don't know what the hell i'm going to talk about but right now what's in my heart is gratitude man i'm just so thankful that you guys are here um man you 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 fill my inbox with so much kindness and i i don't know how actually to express how grateful i am to you so thank you so much for listening to the show thank you for just responding to it i'm glad that it resonates with people because i love doing it i love that brian and i have met on the internet we're strangers from the internet but who has conversations like that like this is just i I love doing this so thank you guys so much for listening and supporting it and keeping it going because if it wasn't for you guys there's no way there's no way that this would continue on and uh, the other thing that i wanted you to know well actually dallas ford and i want you to know that may is mental health awareness month and obviously we talk a lot about mental health and wellness on the show it's a it's a pillar of we the gamer cast and so i'm so glad that dallas and team were were promoting this if you want to make a difference there's a there's a link in the show notes you can go donate and guess what 
Every $5 you donate, you get entry toward some great prizes, like a complete Animal Crossing Amiibo card collection, including 400 cards, 6 Sanrio cards, and 50 RV cards. Those are the Japanese versions. There's a whole bunch of other uh, incredible prizes, like a Nintendo Switch game collection, like Ori and the Blind Forest and the Will of the Wisps, and more prizes like that. Click on the links, donate. You have until the 18th to go on and get in there. And um, while you're at it, go to Argo's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash argo. 227. You can follow him. He's going to be doing some streaming over there. I think we're going to be bringing it over to twitch.tv slash Sean Capri as well. Thank you, Dallas, for bringing that to my attention. Thank you, Argo, for spearheading this as well. Some great prizes, a great cause. Please go support it. Let me know that you guys are supporting it as well and share it on Twitter, man. There's a whole lot of absolute trash on Twitter. Let's flush it out with this positivity. Let's take care of one another. Let's play some video games. Let's donate to good causes. We can show the world that we can do great things. You guys, thank you so much for being here. You can support the show as well if you like. Patreon.com slash Yumi Capri supports this show. You can go ahead and get uh, the Nintendo Drive exclusive content. We're still doing the pilot over there with Console Kato. I'm stoked about it. This is the end of the show. I'm going to be back next week. I hope you guys are back next week as well. Actually, it's going to be back more coming up soon. So much to talk about. This is the end of the show, so I've run out of time. So check out the next episode. I'll tell you all about it. We end the show with Jason for some stupid reason. I don't know why. Jason! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!